Welcome to day two of the Category Mistake Season 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, again, another video recording. Hopefully this time it's a little better, a little less yellow. I changed the light bulb. Um, cannot find my webcam, so I will be working on getting a new one or finding the one I had. Uh, today, yesterday was John Lennon. Got to do John Lennon at least once in your life, right? Today I'm going to talk about something that's much bigger than Lennon, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, I was thinking, hold on. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, <clears throat> I have daddy issues and I'm dealing with them in a good way. Finally, after 40 years, I'm dealing with them. But I was thinking about the most famous movie series ever that's really about daddy issues. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, um, movie series, really. It's Star Wars. So if you think about it, <clears throat> you start off, Rebels, Darth Vader, bad guy, Luke, Leia, Han, Obi-Wan, whole shebang bang New Hope, fighting the, the evil dictator of the Empire, Darth Vader. We don't even see the Emperor, we just know about Darth Vader. And we know about Darth Vader because he's very prevalent. He's a tall, menacing figure with a voice, right? And like it or not, we 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 have this hatred and this anger towards Darth Vader from almost the beginning scene. You know, he comes aboard, <clears throat> he attacks Leia's ship. Leia sends the droids away. They don't find the droids right away. Comes on board. Stormtroopers are busting up the Rebel Alliance, and Vader just kind of walks through the hallway. And he just boss, he bosses it. He's just unbelievably crazy and powerful. And he goes up to Leia, you know, this little, little person. He's up here. She's down there. I'm trying to get you all on the camera, okay? We're talking huge difference. <clears throat> David, he was named Prowless. I can't remember how to say his last name. Who played him. Very tall German guy. Then you had Carrie Fisher, who was a little, little person. Comparative. And he has his, you know, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones comes later and does his voice because the German voice was a little too much. But then you get into Empire Strikes Back and you find out towards the end, he doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He just says, no, I am your father. Luke has been told this whole you know, the three hours before this in two different movies from Obi-Wan that Darth Vader killed his father, Anakin. And Obi-Wan would know because Obi-Wan fought with his father in the Clone Wars. Obi-Wan gave Luke his dad's lightsaber. Luke goes to Dagobah, trains with Yoda. No one tells him about Anakin being Darth Vader. No one. They could have. Yoda could have said something. He didn't say anything. Instead, they just let it go. Then at the end of the movie, they're fighting. Okay. Luke loses his hand. He screams at Darth Vader. He's hanging for his life. He's going to die. And Luke gets told, I am your father. And then the rest of the movie 
And the next movie is a redemption arc between father and son and later daughter and father, which really never happens or we never see on screen. And so I was curious, why would George Lucas do this? And so I looked into the history a little bit, not into Star Wars, but more into George Lucas itself. <clears throat> and I found out some peculiar things. Mm, not really peculiar. I mean, for most people in this world, it sounds pretty normal. He, His father, Luke, uh, Lucas, Lucas's father... <laughs> <laughs> wanted George to go into the family business. He sold office equipment. He was a salesman. He's like, get a real job, do it. And George's like, no, no. Kind of like Luke, you know, no, never. Um, and, you know, his dad's like, you know, together we can do this. Kind of like Darth Vader says, together, join me and we will rule the galaxy. And Lucas, in his films, his two most famous film franchises, Indiana Jones and Star Wars, Indiana Jones in the third movie with Harrison Ford and, of course, Sean Connery playing Harrison Ford's dad. Harrison Ford has dad issues. After Empire, Luke Skywalker has dad issues. By the end of both series, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery make up. There was a re redemption between father and son. Star Wars, same thing. And if you take out the Skywalker redemption arc, you take out the, the redemption story that it all comes down to, Star Wars isn't as interesting. It's interesting because... When you start the film, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you think of Darth Vader and the Empire as evil. By the end of Return of the Jedi, you realize Darth Vader wasn't as evil as he was portrayed because he was manipulated by the Emperor. Then you get the prequels and you kind of get all that hot mess and then you get the 789, which again is a hot mess. But the original three kind of show you that anybody can have daddy issues, one. And two, anybody, almost anybody, 99.99% of everybody, can work on their daddy issues if they take that first step. So Lucas didn't plan on making Darth Vader Luke's dad in the very beginning. It wasn't like, oh, this was a great story arc. But he started coming together with it, thinking this could really work. But see, Lucas didn't get a relationship with his father till later because he had to come to his own conclusions. Um, and this hit me because... I have daddy issues. Some other people do. And yeah, I've, held on, I've held on to grudges way too long and without even talking to the person about why I have a grudge. And a lot of times, kind of like Luke and Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi later and his father and 
mean. Maybe Lucas just doesn't like, you know, has issues in general. The person who has the issue, like Luke, like Indiana, they have to make the first step because sometimes the dad can't fix the problem without the son or the child or the person um, telling them they want to fix it. And I think that's fascinating because the, the first movie was made in 77, 1977. Okay. I was three years old. I probably did not see it in theaters right away. I probably saw it when I was four or five. I think I saw it right after. <clears throat> and the funny thing is my best memory with my father, good, bad, or ugly, my best memory with my father is waiting in line to see a Star Wars movie. And it was Return of the Jedi. And I would have been nine years old. Nine years old, 1983. And what we did, there was a movie theater in the big city close to where I live. It was a big movie. It was a huge deal because there was an IHOP in front of it. It was across the street from our mall. Um, and we waited outside for hours in miserable weather. To go see Return of the Jedi. It was its opening weekend. I skipped school that we just we had a great time. I shouldn't remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure yes, I did. So I literally canceled all you know, I had nothing else going on that day. I was seeing Star Wars. And my fa- my father brought me. Now as a nine-year-old kid. Today's a little different today, you know. There's still movies like that. But with inventions of cell phones and YouTube and TikTok and all this other craziness. I don't think the premieres like that make lasting memories like they do today. Like they did back then. So I've waited in line in the last 10 years for Marvel movies, for Star Wars movies. But now you don't have to do that because you can reserve your seat and just show up when the movie starts. And I think that's we've taken the fun out of that. Um, and I think COVID, unfortunately, has something to do with that. The world didn't want us being too close to one another for too long a period of time. So, of course, we decided to <clears throat> do reserve seating. But I remember being cold and wet during a, you know, a miserable weather day. But hanging out with my dad to see a movie to see what would happen with the Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker thing. Was it really his dad? And I knew the movie would tell me. I didn't see any. There wasn't previews like today. There wasn't a YouTube to watch previews. I literally was going in there with knowing nothing. Nothing at all. Sorry about the noise. I just banged the mic because I get animated. I knew nothing. 
So I didn't I didn't get to watch, you know, all these TikTokers and YouTubers spoil movies. I literally was going in and there was no comics really set up really yet with a storyline. There wasn't <clears throat> fandom wasn't the way it is today. And I sat in that seat <clears throat> two rows from the back. So actually it'd be one row from the back. Second row from the back. Dead center, my dad next to me. I was eating Twizzlers. I had myself a Coke. It was a great day. I remember it because it was it was the day. It was the day. It was great. Long time ago. <clears throat> Galaxy far, far away. And we open up on Tatooine. Tatooine where Luke came from. Where the movie basically started. We start all over there again. And by starting over, in my mind, I'm going, it's all true. We're starting over. It's true. We see Jabba's castle. Luke comes in later. Jedi Knight. Now, the dude had like seven minutes of training with Yoda. Okay, it was more than that. We don't know how long it really was, but let's be honest. He didn't have that much training. Um, Jedi would train for decades. He had like a hot minute and a sword fight. And it was boom, Jedi Knight. He manipulates Jabba's people. He warns Jabba, give me my friend or there'll be consequences. Jabba loves ho, 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 ho. Puts Leia in a bikini, which even as a nine-year-old boy, I knew, wow, crazy. Um... But what I also saw was after Luke saves the day, Han's freed, they leave Tatooine. Luke and his X-Wing, Han and the Millennium Falcon, they go away. We'll see you later, Luke. Luke had to go. He tells R2, we're going back to Dagobah. Went and saw Yoda. Yoda's 900 years old. And he's like, I'm back for training like I promised. He's like, he's, Yoda's like, no, dude, you're done. Listen, you're done. He's like, so I am a Jedi. Yoda, of course, like, no, dude, you're not a Jedi yet. You gotta kill Darth Vader. You gotta confront him. And then Yoda's like, after Luke asks, Luke's like, but is he my father? And Yoda's like, yeah. Yeah. He got manipulated. He got turned. There's no good left in him. He's more, you know, actually, Obi-Wan says he's more machine than man. But Yoda's basically saying, yeah, dude's gone. Dark side. And Luke's like, no, I can still feel good in him. The ultimate optimist, right? And then Yoda talks about another. Now, as soon as he says another, automatically what I think? Leia. Yoda dies, disappears. Goes to be one with the Force. Luke goes out. Obi-Wan's ghost is there. I don't know how they got Sir Alan Guinness to stay around as Obi-Wan Kenobi. God bless you, George Lucas. He was really good at that, just like Ewan McGregor's really good at his young Obi-Wan. Anyway, looks like you lied to me. And Obi-Wan said, and this, this, this still bothers me. He, Luke is like, you lied to me. He's like, no, I told you the truth in a certain point of view. 
No, no, you didn't. You lied. Yes, you hid the truth because you were worried that Luke would try to go save Darth Vader and you couldn't do it, so how could Luke do it? You lied. You screwed up, Obi-Wan. You screwed up. And then he's like, you ought to talk to another. Yes, your sister, your twin sister. And Luke's like, Leia. He's like, don't let your feelings betray you, da 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 And then, of course, Obi-Wan is like, you've got to confront Vader. And Luke says again, like most people know, there's still good in him. I can feel it. He won't turn me over. And that's when Obi-Wan says he's more machine than man. Luke goes and confronts him, tells Leia what he's going to do. He gives himself up on Endor. He goes and sees the Emperor. Da-da-da-da-da. Sword fight. He cuts off his dad's hand. Looks down at his own hand. Throws away his lightsaber. Emperor gets pissed. Why does the Emperor get pissed? Because he wanted him to kill Darth Vader so he could continue the Skywalker bloodline to be his apprentice. And the Emperor could live forever. Emperor shocks and awes Luke. And that's what flips that switch with the old Darth Vader man. Luke is saying, Father, save me. Father, help me. And at first, Darth Vader's kind of, (laughs) can't do it. He's just, he's scared. I know he is. There's got to be fear, anxiety, you know, I'm a father, and, you know, my kids ask him for help. Sometimes you worry. If you help them, you're going to disappoint them. You're not going to do it right. So you just don't. It's easier to not do it. But finally, he does it. Picks the emperor up, throws him into the core. Shabam, shabing, shabang. Luke picks up Darth Vader, carries him to a ship. And Darth, of course, is like, I'm going to, you know, take my mask off so I can see with my own eyes. Luke's like, you're going to die. He's like, I'm already going to die, dude. Just let me die. Let me see you with my own eyes. By the end of the movie, Luke no longer has daddy issues. He knew his real father for like a hot 30 minutes. Maybe. And in that 30 minutes, he forgave him for everything he had done as Darth Vader. Leia didn't even know him other than as Darth Vader. The dude blew up her planet. Tortured her. Tortured her family. Tortured her friends. Killed her friends. Carbonated her man. Anything you can think of bad, the dude did to her. But when you move forward, you realize she forgave him? Luke took longer and knew him better for him to forgive him. She didn't even know him as her dad, and she forgave him a lot quicker. And in the books, they talk about it. They talk about you know, they call her daughter of Vader, some of the people that love Darth Vader, you know. And she felt weird about it, but she used it for her own good, da da da, da. 
but she never really speaks bad about her father after she finds out he's her father. Just doesn't do it. He just, she just kind of lets it go. It's great. Luke fights those demons to come to that conclusion, but she doesn't. And I think that's a difference that I don't know if Lucas intended or not between the different types of dad issues that we have in this world. The dad issues I have with my father are different than the dad issues my sisters have. I feel like my sisters work through their dad issues a lot quicker than me. That could just be that I'm stubborn and stupid. But I also think girls, not always, a lot of times girls are able to work through them, see the logical spots in them, and deal with it. <clears throat> As in people like me can't. Or we refuse to, or we just get on our own way. I get in my own way sometimes. It's great. No, it's not. But I do. I get in my own way. Indiana Jones, again, similar. His dad gets shot. His dad's going to die. Has to find the Holy Grail. Finds it. Pours it on there. His dad is saved. Bam, bam, bam. Harrison Ford slash Han Solo slash Indiana Jones saves his dad. They live happily ever after. Praise Jeebus. Father and sons always seem to have issues. And it's, and it's, and I don't know why, but it's, if you look through history, it's constant. We don't hear about Caesar's dad that much. We don't hear about Alexander the Great's dad that much. We don't hear about Plato's dad that much. We don't hear about Einstein's dad. Or a lot of people's fathers who are great men and it might be because most of these great men don't have a relationship with their dad. Steve Jobs didn't have a relationship with their kid, his kids. <clears throat> Larry Bird doesn't have a relationship with most of his kids. And I know, it's an athlete, computer guy. <clears throat> the point is, it can be a regular person, it can be an athlete, it can be a star, it can be someone really smart, it can be really someone really stupid, it can be somebody really in between. They exist. And Lucas, in a lot of his films, kind of showed that. I pointed out Star Wars because I've watched it a million times. But also, that's a movie that me and my dad really liked. I hope he liked it. I'm assuming he liked it because he brought me and we talked about it. But now thinking about it, you know, I've watched a lot of movies with my kids that I didn't care for, but I watched because my kids wanted to. And I did it again because I wanted to have something with my kids. I mean, I watched the Twilight movies for my daughters. I didn't like them, but I watched them. You know, and I'm looking up at my movie shelf and I'm thinking, I've got all these Disney movies. Some of which I really didn't like, but I have them. I also have all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, and I have them because... To me, watching a movie is escaping our reality and enjoying 
that absence from reality with somebody that you love. When I watched Return of the Jedi with my dad, I was nine years old. At nine years old, all I wanted was to be cool like my dad. And he liked Star Wars. At least he said he did. He also liked Star Trek. He also liked certain things. And I wanted to be just like him. He worked hard. He worked hard. He played hard. He lived a life that I thought was cool. Now, he, he left us kids. Um, he moved to Florida. But after that, I got my Uncle Tony, which was his brother. And Uncle Tony liked Star Wars, too. Uncle Tony owned a comic book store. And Uncle Tony had comics. And I was old enough to go to the comic book store and hang out. And I read comics all the time. And I talked Star Trek and Star Wars. And we watched movies on the weekends. And we just had a good time. Uncle Tony became my father figure. And see, like the movies that I watched. And like the comics that I read. Your dad wasn't always your dad. It was somebody who was an influence in your life that helped you grow. So in my life, I had my father, my stepfather, John, my uncle, Tony, and then a teacher I had in high school, David Ingracia. Those four men. And those four men all had different Parts of them that made me better. My father, one, he was my father. Two, he had this aspect which, looking back now, makes a lot of sense. He worked hard. He cared about his family. But when things were hard, he tried to do what he thought was best for his family, even if it ruined him. One of which was even when people in my life did bad things, he would take the blame so those people weren't hated or disliked by me. He would take the blame and the brunt of my anger so other people wouldn't be looked at negatively. And I do that. He called me out on it. And I do do it. Um, and then my dad, John, my stepfather, John. He didn't always work. But he liked to cook. He liked to um, be a sounding board. He cared about us kids. And he tried to support us. And the things that we wanted to do in our life. Even if they made no sense. Um, and he did that the best he could. And some days were better than others. And some of the things I wanted to do were really stupid. And he tried to support me. Sometimes he's like, dude, you're not doing this. Just don't even try. But most of the time, he was pretty supportive. Uncle Tony would take me on the weekends. Um, and we'd go and do stupid things. Like we'd go to a hot dog stand at one in the morning or... 
We'd go to a timeshare to pretend to be father and son to get a cool prize. We'd go to the movies. We'd go read comic books. We would just spend time together. And at that time, that's what I need. I needed somebody just who I was the most important person for them at that time. And for a while, that was Tony. Tony was amazing. And I ended my relationship with Tony for a while because I believed lies and I didn't ask him. I just believed somebody else and never talked to him. And that was on me. Um, I was a teenager, but still, looking back, I should have been more inquisitive. And then David and Gracia. Um, when I met David, I was in a horrible mental place. Uh, I had quit the school I was in. I enrolled in a new school. Uh, mentally, I was really depressed. I was craving something. I didn't know what I was craving. No idea. And he didn't tell me what I was craving. He just let me ramble and talk and work out my problems while teaching me things in a way that it came alive. Um, his biggest thing for me was I'd be having a day and he would go and shoot hoops with me in, in the school gymnasium and he'd just talk. About everything from the stupid things in my life to the not so stupid things. And every time we had a conversation, I felt like he actually cared about me. And, and these men showed me what it's supposed to be like to be a father. And I am a father and some days I'm better than others. I mean... Some days I say dumb things and I upset my children. I don't mean to, but I do. I mean, all of us do, I think. But in the end, I try to do the best I can for my children and my grandchildren. I don't always succeed, but I do, I do try. Star Wars. A movie with daddy issues. If there wasn't the Skywalker link, would it be as interesting? Probably not. Not at all. If Darth Vader wasn't who he turned out to be, would it be as memorable? Even though it's misquoted, people say, Luke, I am your father. Even though that's never actually said. Everyone knows, not everyone, a lot of people know what it is. No, I am your father. Everyone, everyone I know knows what that is. It's a phrase that's common for most people. And it's funny because when my kids got older, some of my kids who didn't grow up with me but came into our lives later, they wanted to watch all of them. And that moment, that moment when that happened, even though most of them knew it was coming. When they saw it, there was still a visceral reaction to it. No, I am your father. And Luke's pain in his face. 
Luke's pain in his face because he knew it was right. He didn't want to know. He didn't want to admit it, but he knew. I can't always say that <clears throat> I've been the best father or the best son. But I'm sure going to try to be better. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.